Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And we're back. On Inside Black and Gold, I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. This is the What Did Work segment of the pod. And no, Derek Carr is not involved in this segment. Um, I, I take that back. I'm lying because he is somewhat involved. Because one of the things that did work, and it's you know, and I feel compelled to talk about it, even though like it's going to annoy some people in the sense that this was a terrible game and everything went poorly, or whatever. Red zone efficiency. Uh, if I if if I'm going to bring it up constantly and say this is a major reason the Saints can't win games is they can't score touchdowns in the red zone. You got to talk won- about it when it works, right? Alvin Kamara ran for one of them. Jimmy Graham caught one of them. Chris Olave caught one of them. The other one, you know, and and there is a trend here. One of the, when you are stuck at the fringe of the red zone, when you're talking about the 19 yard line, the Saints offense seems to sputter. You they seem to need to get inside the 10, and when they do, they're a lot more efficient. And, you know, say what you want. Like, that's just, you know, when if, if you identify things that work, you do them. Um, and, and so I, I did think that was interesting. But, you know, the last two games, they have scored touchdowns on seven of eight red zone trips, right? The other, the eighth one they didn't score on because they missed the 20 some odd yard field goal. But like, to me, if you're if you're trying to look for reasons that maybe this Saints team can can strain together a few wins down the stretch of the season, you have to be able to score touchdowns in the red zone, and they did that today. So, in terms of what are the positives you can pull out of this game, to me, that's one of them. Yeah, obviously, what well, last game four for four, now three for four. I agree yeah. with you. We bitch about it all the time about oh they're not doing it, but they've rectified that issue at least. So. Uh, got a point to that. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's, I'm looking at one guy in particular as maybe being that spark. Is it Jimmy Graham that has been this missing piece in the red zone? Wild. <laughs> Crazy yeah. thought. And, and so, yeah. Well, when I, I, I mean, I noted this and it was like the red zone slash Jimmy Graham, right? <laughs> that catch he had, uh, it wasn't even a touchdown. It was his only catch of the season. That's <laughs> not a touchdown, but it was honestly his best catch of the season. Of, of the four that he has. Yeah. Uh, and but he just went up. He just did the thing that's like, yeah, he can do that. Why don't we do that? He's so tall. Just look, throw look, it where amazing. he can go get it. He can't <laughs> jump anymore, but he's still six seven. How hard is this? How complicated is this? And thank you. Um I I mean like it it's common sense. And it's like 
you know, a lot of times, a lot of times you'll hear like, like people yell stuff and they're like, why don't they do this? And why don't they do this? And why don't they do this? Why don't they start Jake Hayner? And you know what? Like, and it's like, guys, that's not realistic. Like you're, you're being a little crazy, like calm down, just pump the brakes. Like there's, there's, we can talk this out. But like one of the things, like one of the, the fan takes that I'm just like 100% on board with, and I have been all season, has been like, why not use Jimmy Graham? <laughs> it's made no sense, and we've seen it work. <laughs> and and the, like they're, it's finally like they're finally like, okay, fine, we'll do it, we'll try it. You guys get your way. <laughs> it, it's know. just wild to think, and, and it's not even the fact that. He was playing and just overlooked. He was inactive most of he this time. He was inactive. So it, it just really puzzling. And, and to me, if anything, that that might be one of the more damning things coming on coaching right there. Then, I mean, it, I, I think it's it, like and I've said this: it's a numbers game. At a certain point, he doesn't play sure. special teams, and he's your fourth tight end. It's tough. Um, but when you are as anemic in the red zone as the Saints are. I think it's like you're just gonna have to take the hit on special teams and figure it out. Maybe make Jawan Johnson play special teams, right? Like if if that's the reason you can't have this red zone weapon active, figure it out. And I think that's kind of what the Saints have come to terms with over the last several weeks. Today it was like, well, they don't have Taysom Hill. You know, they got a couple injuries and and it's easier. But I, if if they're like if if they come out next week, for example, and everyone's healthy and they're just like, ah, no Jimmy Graham, it's gonna be like. What's going on? <laughs> anyway, um, okay, let's move on. Uh, one other guy that I thought was had a really impressive day, and you know, he's a rookie. He's going to have ups and downs. Uh, Jordan Howden, big time, eight unassisted tackles, and at least he had a sack. Um, you know, I just think that he's a guy who is every every like I've seen people right he gets burned in coverage and blah 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 but it's like every game he plays the reps he gets he's just going to continue to get better right like he's a rookie and like again like you're talking about Blake Groupie you're going to have rookie struggles every rookie is going to struggle but it's like okay what is the potential what are you building towards and I think with him you see a lot of really positive things and he's he's just all over the field he's making plays um, I think he does need to improve in coverage in terms of, you know, just getting his head around on the ball and like, you know, if w- with a little more savviness in how he plays some some of these sets, he's getting interceptions instead of, you know, just knocking the ball down, right? Like, and that's stuff that comes with time. But in terms of, well, you don't have Marcus May, a guy who I don't think was playing well enough, and I think you actually have upgraded to some extent. Right in terms of athleticism and just being able to come up and make a tackle uh, with Jordan Howden. I think that, you know, for, you know, we're talking about a fifth round pick here. Like this is not a no brainer. Yes. Definitely going to make an impact. Like think about guys like Saquon Hampton and like all these safeties that drafted in the mid rounds over the last five years who you've never heard of. Right. Like, so for him to be making an impact and to be playing well and to have the trust of the coaching staff at this point, I think it's pretty telling. And so when I'm talking about stock up and it's like guys that I am excited to watch play and get better and better, he's one of them. Yeah, he was a dude that seemed to be all over the place today. That I guess that's pretty evident with him leading the team in tackles and obviously huge plus for this rookie class that has kind of been a bit of a letdown, obviously. I'm not going to say Brzee's been terrible. He's been okay. 
Uh, Foskey just really not a factor. Kendra Miller, that's been a huge disappointment. But um, Howden's didn't somebody I thought that has played at least up to his draft expectation so far. Yeah, Kendra and, and Isaiah, you know, I think it's been more health related than anything else. Yeah. Um, I think Kendra has popped when he's gotten the opportunity. Got to be able to stay on the field. Um, you know, it's funny. You look at it and you say, well, where's the explosive plays in this offense? Kendra Miller has two plays of 30 plus yards this season. It that might not sound like a lot, but he's only had like 35 touches. Al, uh, between the other, I don't know, four running backs that you've talked about, right? And that includes Tony Jones. You know, you're talking about 200 something touches and no one has a play of longer than 25 yards. So, you know, if if nothing else, you get some explosive, uh, you know, ability out of him that you might not see with some of these other guys. Um, he's, he's hit on some screens, you know, like the play he got hurt on was a 31 yard catch and run against the bears. So, you know, I, I think that in the sense of like, why'd you bring him in? What is your, what is the upside for him? If he can stay healthy? I do think you've seen some positive signs, but I agree. It's been disappointing. Um, I think at you've seen some flashes. I think the, again, it's yeah, inconsistency. It's about rookie AT stuff. In the class. It's like you gotta trust the guy, especially your wide receiver. Um, but I, I like I like Jordan. I think Jordan's gonna have a, a very good career. I don't know if he's you know gonna be a Pro Bowl talent, but I think he's gonna have a very you know solid career in the NFL. Moving on, one other thing that I really liked from today, and I've been waiting and 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 waiting. I think I've said wait, you know, was that eight nine? I get ten or eleven. Um, the one two punch in the backfield. Right. We just haven't seen it. We, it like, he went out and signed Jamal so Williams, and there was a point. There was a goal in mind. I, and, and today was the first time all season. We've, played, we've had a pretty good sample size here that you saw Jamal Williams and Alvin Kamara complement each other, not just yeah. Alvin have a big day and Jamal steal some carries and, rest, and give him some rest. Jam, Alvin... Let's see. Alvin had 12 carries for 56 yards, average 4.7 yards per carry, ran for a touchdown. His long, that was his long run was the touchdown run. Right. It was in the red zone. Uh, it was a nine-yard touchdown run. Then Jamal Williams, 11 carries, 43 yards, 3.9 yards a carry, a long of 12. You know, it's like I don't need Jamal to be, be explosive, but I need him to gain positive yardage. I need him to fall forward. I need his short gains to be two, three yards, not negative two. Um, I need him to be effective in short yardage. I need him to be a guy that you get fourth and inches and you feel comfortable handing him the ball and saying, go plow your head into the line, big guy, get some yardage, and we'll keep this thing going. Uh, I also want to thank Shy Tuttle for, for, for gifting the Saints a first down because apparently that's the he still had one more, one more play for the Saints in this game. Um, but like, I think the inability to have anything beyond Alvin Kamara running back this year has been limiting. And for an offense that hasn't been dynamic on in the passing game, particularly right now, because you don't have Michael Thomas or Rishi G or Taysom Hill or, you know, like you need that. And especially in this game where the Panthers were going to take away the pass game, they're going to play that shell. They're going to take away the deep balls and say, run the ball. If you can run the ball, you can beat us. And I think the same, you know, the yardage isn't going to jump out of you. Jameis Winston had two two attempts for negative two yards because they gave let him they gave him the the privilege of taking the knees at the end of the game, um, but you know like that's the type of efficient running 
that if you got every week, this team would would win a lot more games uh, than it has. So I'm gonna have that, that like that's that's a positive thing for me. If you can get, you know, you got four games left, you need to win them. If you can get a effective Jamal Williams over those four games, life's gonna be a lot easier for you. Yeah, I was I was definitely thrilled too to see him getting you know somewhere with his carries. Usually it was like handoff to Jamal, and it was like all right, a, t- a two yard gain, great, and that and that was it. He was definitely getting I would say five to eight yard carries a lot more frequently to th- today in this matchup, and uh, it was nice to see. You could tell he was feeling good in the game. You know, the when Choppa style come on the dance cam caught him yeah. uh, dancing on the sideline. And yeah, you just you want to see these players obviously having a good time too. And you you know Jamal is that dude with his personality. We just haven't been able to fully experience it, and that's been a disappointment. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Um, I like Jamal. You know, it's it's like you want to root for Jamal. He's such a right. likable character that it's like it's like just just do something, <laughs> like do something, and, and like we'll get him in the end zone for crying out loud. Though, right? like he's not a guy who you. It's like it was like he's the type of player that's like the if you do anything. Fans are going to be like, yes, I like that guy. I want are, him to succeed. <laughs> are we going to get a Jamal touchdown or a Alante Taylor pick first? Which one? Man, that's yeah, tough. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Alante did have some nice tackles in this game. Like we talk about the lack of tackling. I think Alante is a guy who's just the willingness to make a tackle is nice. And he, could, he he's a thumper. When he when he go gets up and uh, to make a tackle, he'll do you it. You can tell he enjoys he, it, right? He's not huge. You're right. You can, he, uh, that's a good way to put it. Like you can tell he's like he wants to put licks on people and you know in legal legally, right? Like not like you know dirty hits, just just big hits and and you know hits that are gonna stop you in your tracks, right? And so you know for a corner who's not you know a bulky dude, I think it's good. Um, Shout out to Alante. Yeah. A few more. Again, we talked about Paulson and Debo, you know, that tackle to save the touchdown. You know, I think that was a huge kind of momentum moment in the game uh, where it looked like the Panthers were, you know, maybe going to make a game of it. Um, he stopped him at the one and the, the, the defense held up forced field goal. He gets a lot of credit there in my book. Isaac Yadam, you know, low key Ike Yadam has had, you know, a mess, a, a monster season, an incredible season. You know, like if he, it, it, you, you're talking about a guy who, if he played, if he started every week, you might be talking about Pro Bowl. Like, he's been that good. He had three passes defensed in this game. Like, he's played so well that they don't, the teams don't throw at him anymore. They tried right? like, at the beginning. Well, right. But he's, but he's played so well. Like, the only, well, you know, one of the only blemishes was the Trey Palmer touchdown against the Bucks, which came after he got an interception and then Adam Prentice fumbled. Like he should have never even been on the field for that to happen. He ended that drive, but then the offense was like, just kidding, get out there. And and then he got beat. But it's like like hard for me to get mad at Ike for that. And it's like he's just been that solid. And for a guy who's kind of been a journeyman in the NFL, you know, he was out, he was with the Packers, he was with the Giants, he started with the Broncos. You know, I just think that he has kind of really found himself as a defense. Like, he's going to be a starter in this league. You know, I don't know with the Saints, right? Like, uh, but, like, he's going to be a guy that, that like, you could maybe even has trade value at this point. Like, he's been that good. Uh, I don't even know. What, let, me, let me see. What, what is his contract? Yeah, you say uh, trade value. I get scared with that just because we've seen, especially uh, with this team, obviously, these the corners go down and then need to have these guys – around but I, I feel you it's like if you can get 
something. There's a, there's a lot of holes needed to be filled. I'm just kidding. He he has no trade value because he okay, is on mind. a one year one million dollar contract, but he's gonna get paid. Now I, 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 he's not gonna get a top end cornerback deal. Decent money, I would think. But you're you're gonna look at the tape from this season. Like teams are gonna go out there and say we need a cornerback who can cover in man to man situations, and you're gonna wa- roll back the tape from this season. And like like I doubt the Saints are gonna be able to keep him because he's gonna dem- he's gonna get paid, and he's gonna get paid well above CB four money, right? Um. Anyway, yeah. uh, I just think for for like yeah, he deserves a lot of credit because he's he's been thrown in these situations and he's delivered time after time after time. Lynn Bowden Jr. Another one for one, sure. One of my favorite players to just watch. Like if you if you're at a game, if you, if you end up at a game, you know, and you, you there's no excuses, you can get there. I, you know, I'll buy you a ticket. If you really need a ticket, I'll buy it for you. But if you're there, <laughs> do yourself a favor and just kind of like watch Lynn on the sideline and like just like just take, take a couple plays and just watch him because he's just He's constantly just running around, you know, hyping people up. Like Jameis does this too, um, but like, like Lynn is just con- like. So there was a play, Chris Olave uh, on the deep ball that you know, I th- like it was a really nice play by the defensive back. I think it was J.C. Horn. He got his arm and he dug it out. Um, it, you know who sprinted down the field to kind of like grab Chris Olave and like pull him up and like be like, yeah, you know, get him next. It, it was Lynn Bowden. Right. Like when Eric McCoy came off, like ready to like fight a grizzly bear, you know, you know who <laughs> ran over and like got in his face and was like, yo, okay, come on. We got this. It, it was Lynn Bowden. Right. Like if you glue go, guy. like I, exactly, he's a glue guy. And he's a guy who just like, I don't even know what his role was to start the year, but like he's returning kicks. He had a really nice day as a returner. Definitely, you know, right. he had a couple really nice plays. Like he, he had four catches. Like, he had one in the red zone that kind of that I think set up Jimmy Graham's touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. Like, he's just a fun guy to watch. He's just always hyped up. Like, if you go through the pictures, like if you go on Getty Images and you look up like all the pictures of the celebrations from the touchdowns, he's always in the background. Like every picture, he is in the background of it, just like ah! <laughs> you know. And just I don't know. Like again, you talk about Jamal. I really like Lynn Bowden. I root for him. He's a fun guy to watch. Um, and you know, it's, he's a guy who just kind of hangs around and I think people kind of forget he's there, but I, I don't know. Like I just, it's, it's like stock up, whatever. I don't even care. I'm just like, I, I feel like he deserves some credit because like there is value in that. Like there is value in, in someone who's just, who's just a hype man and can make a play. And how, and then, how limited yardage was for the Saints, you know, today. He he provided some good field position, obviously, for them, which was much was was needed. No, I think he he's been he's been a spark plug as a returner. Um yeah. I think he's just easy to like. Uh and so, you know, good for him. I, I think he deserves some credit. One other guy, Chris Olave, you know, we I talked to him after the game. You know, he felt like shit. <laughs> this morning when he woke up like he's been sick all week i, I love know. when you asked him about the flu game and he was kind of like yeah i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> right no he just like he, he gutted through it right like he, you wouldn't know yeah. like he, he's just kind of miserable out there but he made some plays that touchdown you know it's easy to look at the score and be like well yeah it's just a touchdown and a 22 point win but at that point you needed that score that that score was big that basically iced the game and you went and scored another touchdown but um you know like he took a hit 
you know, one of the things that we talked about in the last offseason was he needs to get tougher. He needs to be better in contested catches. And I think that he's done a good job of, of improving in that part of the game. He gutted through it today. You know, earlier this season, it's easy to forget. Like, there was all this talk about, like, oh, he's not a professional. He's he's loafing. He's doing this. Well, the last few weeks, I think he's really stepped up, and the yardage won't jump out at you today. Um, but, like, what with what he played through, I just think he deserves a lot of credit. So, I'm... I think that like uh, Chris has Chris has earned some a lot of a lot of props over the last few weeks, in my opinion. And to be fair, Jeff, no one's yardage is dumping out today. It's true. <laughs> um, you know, the pass rush I thought had a solid day, although I, I hesitate to give anyone credit because apparently, like Desmond said on one of the last podcast, like yes. you just show up, you're going to get four sacks, and that's, that's what the Saints got today. Shout um, out to Des, right? Yeah. The other the other thing, and this isn't a stock up, but it's just it's a kind of a weird note, something that doesn't happen very often. The, the blue injury tent on the Saints' side of the field never went up, not once. I, this is the first time all season. I can't remember the last time that's happened. But it was like, man, I, I, at a certain point, I was like, I haven't talked in a while <laughs> on the sideline. And I was like, oh, it's because there hasn't been a single injury to report on. Thankfully, Derek Carr and Eric McCoy got in a fight. It gave me something to talk about. Um, but yeah, that's, no, that's I mean, good because you've been, you've been hanging around. Like there's been some games. I'm just like, man, you just hanging out with the injury tent looking for something. Oh man. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> like the, the Falcons game, right. The Vikings game. I mean, it was just crazy how many, how much time I spent creeping on the injury tent. Um, and so for a team that's been hurt and been dealing with a lot of health issues. Yeah. I think that's a positive, right? Like you came out of this game and I'm sure you're going to have some guys crop up in the injury report with something or another, but you know, you really can't afford to have a lot more injuries. Like you're, you're, you're real thin right now, particularly at the, at the wide receiver position. And so to get out of this game without any more, you know, major issues on that front is a positive. So that's my, that's the last one. That's my last Silver lining, whatever. But like again, you look at this, and there are some positives to pull out of it. It's not all bad. You did win the game 28 to 6. The offense is obviously a huge concern. Derek Carr is a huge concern. You know, like I think you're you're looking at a team that's going to be making pretty significant changes when the season ends. But you know, it's like you kind of look for okay. Can you get things going in the right direction so you can at least, you know, it's like if you're if you're going to sit there and be mad that they're not getting a better draft pick, whatever. I think for the city, for the fan base, for the team itself, making a run to the postseason this year would be, I don't know, very positive. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And, and I'm not going to root against it. And if, and if you are, then I'm not, then, then I'm not, that's, you're not my target audience. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. See, see, that's where I'm getting a little, little aggravated with some stuff is like, folks want to see the team fail to improve their draft stock because we're not going to do anything in the playoffs anyway. And I'm like, that's a shit ass attitude to have. It's just not why I watch football. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> um, and it's like, if that's, if that's, if that's your thing, that's fine. You do you, but that's not what I'm going to, that's not how I'm going to approach it. And if that's what you come to this podcast, hoping to hear then I'm sorry, you're going to leave disappointed, but that's just kind of how I am. And, and right now you're looking at a team that has won a game. They are six and seven and they are in a three-way tie for first place in the NFC South. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to convince you that you should be, you know, jumping for joy that the saints are, you know, keeping their head above water in the worst division in the NFL. I'm not, but that's the reality of the NFC South. And so you just kind of have to take it for what it is. And Hey, you have meaningful football to watch over the last month of the season. Not, there's a lot of teams that can't say that the Panthers have not had meaningful football to watch in months. (laughs) So I don't, it's, it kind of is what it is, but that's uh, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and pretend everything is rosy and everything is perfect, but you do have a chance to maybe make something happen, and um, you know it's uh, you know crazier things have happened. I, I keep seeing this is in the post game show. I've seen it popping up at the chat. It's like, you know, how how can you take anything positive from beating a one win team? I, I don't know. Shit, we got the win. We snapped the skid. And it's it's back to at least the positive turn of there's a chance that you can win the division and make the postseason. And yeah, I'm I am about that too. I'm not about let's let's pull the tank and try to get the best pick possible. Uh, that that's just not uh, interesting at all, and would not be uh, anything that you're crazy if you think coaches and players are thinking about draft picks. Well, and I'm also looking at this beyond this season, too, where <laughs> even if you do fire a coach or you change your entire offensive staff, you still like these players are still like you're not going to just 
delete the roster and start over. This isn't a Madden franchise. So guys like Jordan Howden, guys like Chris Olave, right? Like these young players that I want to see play well and improve. Those are the guys I'm going to be watching. Whether you want to see this team succeed or fail, like those are the positives I'm looking for. And it's not a coincidence that those are the ones I pointed to. Anyway, that's it. Anything else you want to point out before we move on? Uh, just, I know you mentioned uh, the the pass rush, the D line, whatever. I, I'll give also shout out to Demario Davis. I don't think he's ever been not in the positive, but man, stock up on that dude. He he seemed to be one that was all over the place and definitely harassing the quarterback today. Agreed. But all right, let's wrap this up. We'll come back. We'll do a mailbag. Then we'll get the heck out of here. This is Inside Black Gold. I am Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. One more time around the sun. Let's go. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 